The Chicago Bulls got a big team win last night against the Atlanta Hawks, in which we saw every player contribute to the win. Patrick Williams having one of his best games in a double-double as a pro. Alice Crusoe having probably his best all-around game in the season. DeMar DeRozan in his 1,000th game in the NBA, still being the marvelous as we're used to seeing. Vooch making an impact. We got to see our team get a big win. On top of that, we face the Pacers tonight that starts our next three games being on the road against sub-500 teams. Can the Bulls finally make their move? To get above 500, we're going to talk about that all and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So, hey, welcome to Chicago Bulls Central. I'm the host here, Hayes. And so now we're going to talk about the Bulls. Big win over the Atlanta Hawks. This was a fun game. At the end of the day, that's just what it boils down to. This game was a fun and exciting and entertaining game to watch. And the Bulls, after the first quarter, played some of the best team defense that I've seen the team play for three quarters over the course of the whole season. Like, they were locked in defensively. Even though they gave up the lead briefly in the third quarter, the team went through, played their offense, didn't didn't fret, right? didn't push the issue. They just sat there, ran their offense, found the open shot, played a team game, executed on defense, and got the win back, winning the game by 11 points against the Atlanta Hawks at home. In this game, DeMar DeRozan was a steady hand, as he's always been scored, um, basically the same in every quarter except the fourth quarter, having a mini explosion there. He goes 11 of 21 from the field for 26 points, six assists, three steals, one rebound, and only one assist from DeMar DeRozan in this game. And you could just tell down the stretch of this game, DeMar wasn't going to let the Bulls win this game, I mean, lose this game. And that's what... DeMar brings when he is locked in in the fourth quarter and he's being being the king of the fourth DeMar just he just brings that steady hand and he's been he still makes or takes some wild shots him and Zach Levine still do but you can tell that this team is operating within the offense a little bit better sharing the ball moving the ball around getting everybody involved letting uh everybody touch the ball and so when when the Bulls play this way they're, they're a dangerous team to beat again we always talk about Billy Donovan talked about it they want this team to be towards that 30 assist the Bulls got 28 assists on 44 made baskets last night, and that was the difference in this game. Even though DeMar leading the Bulls in scoring with 26 points, everybody had an impact in this win. Uh, Zach Levine, despite not shooting the ball the best, he goes 7-17 to from the field. He chips in as well, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, as well getting active on the defensive end. He scores 20 points overall. But Nikola Vucevic, even though Vuce goes 6-14 of from the field, not shooting the ball the best, goes 1-5 for from 3-point uh, range, Vooch in this game was engaged. He was locked in. He was making the right plays. Patrick Williams caught him on, 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 a, on a pop on a couple of times. It was great to see. He tips in seven rebounds. I mean, 17 rebounds, seven assists, one steal. He has a positive plus minus of plus 19, which is shows just the impact that he had on the game, even though his shot wasn't falling at the rate that he would have liked. And one thing with Vooch, too, didn't press the issue. Even though he takes he took five threes in this game, most of those threes were within the flow of the offense, and they weren't necessarily bad shots. They just didn't go in. He scores 14 points in this one, but definitely impacts the game. The rebounds down the stretch, the, you know, get, getting active, keeping his hands in passing lanes. Like, Vooch impacted this game, I think, more than what people realize if you just kind of look at his stat line, and that was another good game. The big three overall in this game leading the way, continuing to play like a big three as they have recently, continued, you know, just playing well, leading the team. But Outside of that, we got to talk about the game from Patrick Williams in this game. Pat didn't have the best third quarter, but almost every other quarter in this game, Patrick Williams stepped up in major ways defensively, using his body, understanding how to use that body, boxing people out. He gets three offensive rebounds in this game, in a game where the Bulls have 15 offensive rebounds. He gets 10, 10 rebounds overall, two assists, one steal, 
scores 18 points. This is a really good game to see from Patrick Williams. And there's still a little bit of the, that time where it seems like his confidence may wane a little bit. But games like this hopefully help him. He's still playing with a lot more confidence than what we're used to seeing over the course of his career. And it seems like Patrick Williams may finally start or be starting to really turn that corner in a way. Now, we have to see it. I would like to see him maintain from the rest of the season, right? That's the thing that I would like to see from Patrick Williams is if he can maintain this level of play from here until the end of the season, then I'd be able to say that he's turned the corner for sure. But in his last 10 games, Patrick Williams averaging 13 points per game, five rebounds, one and a half assists, a half a block, and over one steal per game in the last 10. But we've already talked about it. The Bulls overall are just playing better in the last month or so. He's also uh, chipping in 40, 40%, 48% from the field. 46% from three-point range. Patrick Williams really slowly and kind of underratedly really starting to maybe be and round out to being an impact player for the Chicago Bulls in a lot of different ways. And we already know he's our best three-point shooter by percentage. I would like to see that volume of threes go up a little bit more. But at the end of the day, like just when it comes down to it, Patrick Williams is really not only contributing to the wins, but he's be becoming a big part. And down the fourth quarter of this game, it was really Patrick Williams and DeMar DeRozan. Zach, Went on a little bit of stretch, and Vooch did, I think, more so in the third quarter. Vooch went on a little bit of a run there himself, getting himself in rhythm. But to see Patrick Williams step up after how he's he played defense, Patrick Williams guarded so many different players in this game. There's times he was on Trey. There's times he was on Bogdanovich. There's times he was on uh, Collins. There's times where he got switched onto um, uh, A.J. Griffin. Like There was just a lot of times where Patrick Williams was put in positions that, you know, he, he was he was put on people that kind of got going, and it shows that Billy Donovan, his trust is growing in Patrick Williams, and Patrick Williams is not only responding to that well, he's earning more of that trust with it, with this recent play. So it's good to see Patrick Williams have a game like this um, in, in which he did. And then the contributions off the bench. The Bulls scoring over 30 points off the bench in this game. Uh, Alice Caruso having his best two-way game as a player here in recent months, maybe this season. He has a positive plus-minus of plus 10. Scores 12 points, shoots 5 of 9 from the field, two, uh, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 steals, and a block. And that block, by the way, that block by Alice Caruso was nasty. Kobe White, not necessarily having the best shooting night in scoring. Now, he goes 4 of 12 from the field, chips in uh, 10 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals. But the thing with Kobe White that I've been seeing from him is that he's making an impact defensively. And this is what he's been doing for almost the whole at like last 20 games, Kobe White has really been making an impact defensively. And his growth defensively this season is something that we just can't continue to ignore. Kobe White has gone from a negative defender, a just a bad defender, to a, a solid defender, maybe even a plus defender in the NBA coming off the bench for Kobe White. We know heading into a contract year, he's motivated. Having his first full offseason as a pro as well definitely plays into that. It's going to be interesting to see what the future holds for him if he's still in a Bulls uniform by the start of next season. But Kobe's just, his growth has just been a revelation to see the player that came into Chicago with a lot of promise. And people really did think, and I was one of those, that hoped that he was going to round out to a good uh, scoring starting point guard. Didn't necessarily turn into that, but the, the, the renaissance that he's having defensively and just stepping in and as a playmaker, right, making the right passes, it's just been, it's been a revelation to see and, and good to see. And that's really what, is, is this team as a whole, like, this team has just been playing good basketball. We talked about over the last month, they've been a top 10 offense and defense. That continues in this game for the Chicago Bulls, and they're trying to claw their way back. And, and talking about this, getting off this game a little bit, and before we end it, I just want to say this. Again, 
Trey Young, you can tell his frustration with being guarded by Alice Caruso and Io DeSumo. Io, who didn't really have the hugest stat line in this game, he ch chips in two points, uh, one rebound, five assists, one still in a block. But you can tell he is frustrated when, when Alice Caruso and Io DeSumo are on him. And Trey Young, a player that does mentally kind of get out of the game, he whines to refs a lot. It was good to see him frustrated. I'm not even going to lie. DeJounte Murray was really what kept the Atlanta Hawks in this game in that first half. He led the Hawks in scoring. I think he had 15 points in the first half. He ends the game with 20 points, only scoring five points in the second half. Of I'm writing, it was 14 or 15 points he scored in that first half, but he also chips in seven rebounds, four assists. Um, but we really kind of taken him out the game. He went nine of 19 from the field. The Atlanta Hawks overall shoot 45% from the field, whereas the Bulls shoot 46%. We win the rebounding battle by four after losing the rebounding battle by five in that first half of the game. Again, just a total game, a total team game played by the Chicago Bulls. But next up, we'll see, the week's not over. And as you guys know, I've been saying this thing and having this saying, the Bulls have to win the week. They have three remaining games on the schedule this week. All three are on the road. All three are against sub-500 teams. Now, one could say that should be an easy part of your schedule, but as we know with the Chicago Bulls team, it seems like the sub-500 teams are the games. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. That they've been dropping here this season. So we definitely need to see the Bulls come out in the next three games, play a solid game. But we have the Pacers up tonight on a back-to-back. -back. We're traveling to Indiana. We're on the road. And in this game, if the fact that they're missing Tyrese Halliburton it really changes the outlook of what this game would be. And the Indiana Pacers are on a seven-game losing streak. So, you know, but you don't want to overlook this team at all. This is still a team that can go off. They still have Ben Matherin, Miles Turner, Buddy Hield, who can absolutely go off from the field. And the Bulls have been susceptible to that over the course of the season. Jalen Smith as well. He's another player that they're going to be able to throw some length at, at uh, Vooch the whole game. How does Vooch respond to that? Um, so, you know, that's the things that we're looking at for the Pacers and the Bulls are the 12th and 13 teams offensively in the NBA. So, you know, they can score. Now, the, the Pacers are the 24th ranked defense in the NBA. So, again, they're allowing uh, their opponents to score 116 points per game um, on the season so far. So well, let, let's see if, if the Bulls can take advantage of a team that's also missing their best player. Now, the Bulls have been ranked 18th defensively over the course of the season. We know we're playing a top 10 defense here recently. And if the Bulls play with the defensive intensity that they did against the Atlanta Hawks and do not overlook this Indiana Pacers team missing their best player, the Bulls can definitely have a successful night in Indiana today. The Pacers are the 25th team in field goal percentage. They don't shoot the ball too well. They're 24th in rebounds per game as well. That all plays into the Bulls' strengths. The Bulls have to find a way to take advantage of those things, and they can do so by playing with the effort that they played with last night against the Atlanta Hawks. And that's been the difference in the Chicago Bulls team. For me, one of the biggest things that I was questioning at the start of this season was the Bulls' heart. 
And that's what really got them out of some games. The Bulls have always gone on scoring droughts. Even in the game last night, they went on an almost four-minute scoring drought in that first quarter. And then they give up big runs. The Bulls gave up big run in the third quarter where that allowed the Atlanta Hawks to take over the lead. Earlier in the season, had the Bulls allowed that, you would have seen a team that just kind of got frantic, that they would have uh, gotten out of the flow of their offense. They would have started taking bad shots. What the Bulls are doing now, and that has uh, gained some trust, at least for me, in the Bulls being able to fight and battle back when they need to, it's just the level of heart and the execution that they've been playing with, moving the ball around. They have to continue that against this Pacers team because I tell you what, even without Tyrese Halliburton, with the way that this that the Bulls can play at times, this can absolutely be a difficult game for the Chicago Bulls. I do hope that they can come in to Indiana, play really good, get the win, get a decisive victory, lead this game throughout, and we'll see what the Bulls can do. But this is not a game, as long as Benedict Matherin and Miles Turner and Buddy Hill are on this team, you have a team that can put up points. I, I, even though they they are only the 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 12th ranked offense in the league which is still above the middle of the pack you do not want to allow even without Tyrese Halliburton the, the Bulls to overlook this team they have to come in Billy Donovan as well you have to continue coaching the coaching the game uh well Derrick Jones Jr the bench overall having a big impact I like the way Billy Donovan is using the roster now while Andre Drummond has not been playing the best over the course of the last few games I, did, I do want to see Andre Drummond play a little bit more, and this is the type of game that maybe you can use to get Andre Drummond in rhythm. I don't think Drummond played bad in his three minutes against the Atlanta Hawks. It was weird to see Billy Donovan not go back to him. This may be a game in which we need, especially considering Miles Turner and what he can be offense on the offense and de- defensive side. This is going to be another long, tough night for Nikola Vucevic, where he may not necessarily have the scoring output that we've been seeing from him recently. He can still impact the game, definitely, but they cannot overlook this team when you look at this like really you're looking at the offense coming from pr- primarily three different players I've already mentioned the Miles Turner Buddy Hield, Benedict Matherin TJ McConnell is a player that could go Chris Durarte I think had a big game against the Bulls either last season or this season so another player that you want to look out for the Bulls have to be engaged the way they've been getting out to the three-point line the, the concerned effort that they've been getting to not allow teams to get easy shots closing out on shots Things like that. The Bulls have to continue that. And hopefully, if they can avoid it going on another scoring drought and getting out to a deficit early in this game, we can see a decisive victory from the Chicago Bulls tonight against the Atlanta Atlanta Hawks, against the Indiana Pacers. And the Bulls, as they need to do, and as we've been talking about, just need to keep chipping away. Keep playing solidly. Keep chipping away. Keep uh, jumping up those standings. This is a game that if the Bulls do win, they'll, they'll flip spots with the Indiana Pacers. And by the end of this week, we could be looking at a Bulls team that it, that is maybe the eighth seed by the by the time that this week is done, if they win the weekend, depending on what other teams do. But at the end of the day, as I've been saying, it's all in the Chicago Bulls' power. Their destiny is in their own hands. And against games like this and the upcoming slate that the Bulls have, the Bulls have the Pacers tonight. Then they have the Charlotte Hornets, who the Hornets have been playing bad themselves. There's another sub-500 team, but not a team that you want to overlook because that is a team that could go off and catch fire on you at night. And then you have the Orlando Magic coming in, even though the Orlando Magic just beat the Boston Celtics. So again, Jonathan Isaac returns. He plays big in his return. Shout out to Jonathan Isaac returning. It's always good to see players be able to make that type of return uh, back from injury. So, you know, seeing him have the game that he had and them beating the the Boston Celtics 113 to 98. So, you know, this is a, that's a team, again, you don't want to overlook. It's a team that we haven't matched up well with over the last couple of years. So not to look too far ahead, but while the Bulls are on the road in their next three games, these are three winnable games for the Chicago Bulls, not easy games. Don't confuse this. I'm not saying that it's easy games, 
but there are three very winnable games coming up for the Chicago Bulls. And if they win, if the Bulls end up sweeping the week or, or even only losing one game in the week, this is going to be a big week for the Chicago Bulls. And this is a week where they can finally start making their moves up the standings. And then we can start seeing this team maybe be talked about as a playoff team. Now, before we go, we know that we're, we're pushing up onto the trade deadline. And the que- biggest question around, like a lot of Bulls fans are, what are the Bulls plans at the trade deadline? Now, I've been saying that the Bulls, I see them adding to this roster rather than taking away. Some of their biggest trade chips include, now again, not saying that I'm saying that, that I want them to move these pieces, but these are just some of the biggest trade chips that the Chicago Bulls do have at their disposal. You have Nikola Vucevic, over $20 million expiring contract. You have Kobe White going into restricted free agency. You saw the, the Washington Wizards just move Roy Hachimura because they didn't they knew they didn't want to get into a chance of losing him for nothing in restricted free agency. Kobe White's there. Javante Green, unrestricted free agent at the end of the season, going into his first unrestricted free agency, and he's shown himself to be impact player off the bench, could be looking for a big payday. The, the uh, Portland first-round pick, that doesn't look like it's going to convey the season, but it's protected until 2028, in which the next time the Pacers make the playoffs, the Bulls get their first-round pick. It's a very simple protection on that. So what are the Bulls' really plans and their chances of doing something? That's really up in there. Nobody knows what AK's looking at. Could he be looking to make a major acquisition? When you look at the Bulls, do they have the assets to do that? Are they willing to part with some of the pieces that it would take to necessarily make a major acquisition? Keep in mind, the Bulls cannot trade their own first-round pick until 2027. So that right there makes it kind of hard to make a major trade because as we're seeing in the NBA, a lot of these major trades, the big trades that are done, are built around first-round picks. The Bulls just don't have those to give up in a meaningful way unless you find a team that's willing to wait until a 2027 pick. So, you know, I've said this before. I really don't know what that plan is from AK. I don't know if he's going to plan to monitor the buyout market. I don't know if he's going to plan to go after a player like a Jared Vanderbilt that doesn't necessarily have the biggest contract. We don't know. But, and that's the thing, is the Bulls, whenever it comes to what they do on the trade deadline, the assets that they have, some I do think that they want to hold on to long term, even though I know a lot of Bulls fans don't want to hear that. It's just, I, I really, I can't call it. This is one of the more interesting, whereas we went into the last trade deadline and I had all these videos about these are p- the p- players that the Bulls could target because we need rebounding, we need this, we need a big. It's really interesting to see what the Bulls are going to do at this trade deadline. Let me know down below, what do you think the Bulls are going to do at this trade deadline? Are you expecting a major acquisition? Are you expecting more of a minor move? Let me know that. But otherwise, that is it for today's episode of Chicago Bulls Central. You can follow the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. Like I liked in everything on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. It's game day. So make sure you guys see red. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.